Hello, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. I canvassed the camp today for this draft. Okay. I canvassed, Anthony. So, you're going down. So in you, this got, draft. You, you have a census on this. I took a census. Oh, I pulled the camp for for their favorite of what we're going to talk about today. Oh, we're recording. So you're just in this to win this, Chris. I'm in this to win you're this. You're in this to win this. Well, I'm uh, in there like swimwear. I hate to break it to you, but y- I have not won anything yet. The sports <laughs> and spaghetti followers, they just don't. They're not on Team A Nasty. They're just all they're just all on Chris Walker. I think I think if they met you, they would be like, oh, I can't like Chris Walker anymore. So I need to keep that going. Yeah, you, I mean, right now I have my anonymity, and that's why I'm losing every every one of these. <laughs> or it's just because you make bad lists. Oh, well, that's to be seen. <laughs> that's to be seen. Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Sports and Spaghetti. Um, I'm Anthony, and that's Chris. You like and how today, I just busted in there? It's like that. And today. Um, I'm gonna win one. I'm gonna do it. No, We're not. listen. We have a bunch of them coming up, so I'm gonna take at least one. Yes. Unless you think you're going to clean sweep the episode. I, I mean, I might. All right. So um, it's a rainy it's a rainy Tuesday as we record this. Um, because you guys are hearing it Wednesday. You're used to hearing our sparkling voices Tuesday morning. We've made the executive decision. Um, our new showtime, it's going to post at the same time. It is going to post at 830. We're just moving it to. It's never been 830. Has it never been 830? It's always been 8, Anthony. Okay. So 8. <laughs> you can hear us at 8. Um, but now we're going to be on Wednesdays this way gives us an extra day to do dad things and do husband things and yes. get some editing out and not have to throw together a mismatched rushed episode. Yeah. I couldn't so, have given you one yesterday. I'm telling you right now, I was so tired after work yesterday. Like me for me to, to say, and we got to do this Tuesday. I mean, that's not like me to do. And it it had nothing to do with me wanting to like do nothing. Uh, it, it had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with I could not have delivered a performance. Yeah, it's I mean it's the classic. It's the classic telling your teacher like, listen, I can turn in this essay right now, but it's going to be a C. Give yeah, me, give me one day, take the letter grade down, but that'll be a B. Right. So, plus it's football season's coming up, so there will be Monday night games that'll give us an opportunity to maybe talk about them, which is really good. Yep. But um, today, like I said, it's a it's a rainy Tuesday, so we're going to hit you with another draft. We don't feel like cooking today, but we can assure you there will be some cooking um, on the horizon. Oh, there, we're gonna there get, will be we're big gonna cooking. Get, we're going to get back to that. Um, but today's draft, we're going to go snake draft again. And um, for those of you who do not know me, which is most of you, I would assume, I was just recently, uh, I was in Lower Manhattan, yes, uh, Sunday. Yes. Um, we took a trip to Little Italy, and this kind of sparked my idea. So today, we're going to be doing the snake draft of the top five Italian dishes. And this is breakfast, not breakfast, this is dinners, appetizers, desserts, all that. All That's that. right. So, again, I actually have a real coin. So we can oh. actually flip it and not have oh. Siri screw us like she always it does. It really hit me. It hit me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Chris, call it in the air. Tails. 
Chris, you have the first overall pick. Oh boy. All right. So I have I have a lot on this list. By the way, I'm holding the rainy day schedule for our camp because we had to use it for part of the day today. If you're listening and you're at and at camp, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a it's like a treasure map. Um it, it it's it's on both sides of this paper. Anyway, there are so many Italian dishes that could go number one. There are so many. And pretty much pretty much anything that Ant takes is going to be stealing one of my picks. Because, and vice versa. I, I really, truly, firmly believe that um, any of these could go on the list. Uh, or else I wouldn't have written them down. I have ten written down, so you can't steal them all. Um, but you could steal five. All right. I'll stop talking. Here we go. The number one overall draft pick. If I didn't pick this, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right. If I didn't pick this food, I would be doing my Grammy and injustice. If I didn't pick this food, you got to take my Italian card away from me. The number one, the number one is spaghetti and meatballs. The number one is spaghetti and meatballs. Yes, there's tomato sauce on that and not gravy, Brian. There's a meat sauce. There's a tomato sauce, a marinara, whatever. That is the number one food for me uh, in this draft. Nobody made it better than my Grammy. Um, I've never had it better. If I've told you it was better than my Grammys, that was a lie. And I don't think I've ever said that. Uh, if if Mel- if Melissa says that mine was better than anyone she's ever had, <laughs> that's a lie too. Because my Grammy did it better than anybody could ever do it. Number one, I, there's not much explanation that needs. It's the Italian dish. Yeah, no, it's the it's. Yes, it was where I thought you were going, but that's I mean, it's the most you think of. Uh, look at our logo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, it, shout out first off, shout out Jack. Shout out Jack Walker, Chris's and, dad, for making our logo. And shout out Sports and Spaghetti. Shout out Sports and Spaghetti. It's in the name. It is there, quite, That would be literally. a very poor choice if I didn't go there first. Yeah, that's. but it also, see, it also leaves the door open for me. It does. It leaves the door open huh. for me. So Indeed. my number one overall pick. Now, this isn't specifically Italian. This is an Italian-American dish. Okay. Um, it is. I know this. You, of course you know it. Um, it is the ultimate. It's the number one. It's the only thing my dad ever, ever, ever orders out. Um, they actually made it special for him at his wedding. It was not on the menu, but my dad said, for me, it will be. And that is the chicken parmigiana. Yeah, that's a good one. That was my number two on the list that I thought of. That was the number two. I think that's great. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, the chicken parm, I mean, it's it's classic. You got your nice chicken cutlet. You got some nice marinara sauce. Throw on the uh, throw on the fresh mozzarella and then throw it in the oven. You can have it over ziti. You can have it over spaghetti. Um, it's it's number one. It's number one for me. It's the, it's the safe option. It would have been my number two. But, I, I mean, I guess I could call it you stole mine, but there – no, nothing is safe today. No, nothing, no, nothing is safe, is... and I can't get that angry for still. If you steal one of mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> there's one that if you take, from, there's actually two. If you take from me and somehow weasel them away from me, you're gonna get clocked. Okay. <laughs> so there's one that I, I don't know if I want to take it right now. Okay, it's 
my with my second pick. There might I, be three. I think <laughs> I think I can I think I can get away with with this, and I hope I don't lose out on it. So I'm gonna pass my numbers. My number two. I'm gonna go. You better take the one I'm not gonna pick. Number two is I'm gonna do my classic, and it's my. Uh, it's my spaghetti carbonara. Yay! That's, I'm not taking that. That's what I had. That's in, not uh, even on my list. <laughs> that's what I had in. That's what I had in Little Italy. I don't remember the actual restaurant we went to, but um, that is what I had. It was really, really good, and uh, I can't hold a candle to it. Apparently, um, <laughs> I'm a sham, even though mine is mine is pretty good. <laughs> no, it is. Mine's pretty good. Okay, you're let, let, back up for a minute. Back up, Anthony. I know I'm against you. But your carbonara sauce is phenomenal. <laughs> Let's I would eat that at a restaurant. If, and I'm not just gassing you up. I would eat that. I would order it at a restaurant and eat it. If somebody if somebody has the guanciale hookup, <laughs> let me know because I make it with bacon, but I need that guanciale, if you know what I mean. So uh that is my that's my number two. So right now I'm sitting on the board with chicken parm and uh, pasta carbonara. All right, so now this this is interesting because I have two now. I could burn both of my, my oh dear, he might pick that, or I could go a different direction. I think I have to, though. So if we're talking about the best Italian food, okay, the best slash my favorite, um, I can't have this go number two for me. I, I have to pick another one. Um... It's one of the things I make best, okay? It's, uh, in, it's, in my opinion, my favorite thing to make because I've made it so many times. Uh, no, not honey lime chicken. Uh, that is not Italian. <laughs> it's certainly not. It's everything but Italian. No, I mean chicken franchise. Chicken franchise is number two. Aunt, I see your face right there. Explain why you made a face. Uh, chicken franchise is, um, I know I took chicken parm number one overall, but that's kind of like your can't miss prospect. That's your, I'll give you, I'm trying to think of what I can compare chicken parm to. Chicken parm is your your medium high ceiling, but your, your very high floor. Yes. So it's, it's never going to disappoint. Never. Whereas chicken franchise is that is high ceiling, low floor. If you make it wrong, oh boy, it's wrong. But if you make it right, it is unbelievably good. Yes. And uh, that's my that's one of actually my go-to going out orders. And I think Chris knew that. I, I did not pick it because, in spite of you. I picked it because it's my favorite thing to make myself. It's my favorite Italian dish to make. Um, I call it I call it lemon chicken to Melissa, yeah. but it's chicken franchise. Um, it's just... It, it's my it's my thing that if if the restaurant does that well, then it's a good restaurant to me. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. And number three, this is a very this. I can't believe I'm getting away with this at the three spot. I can't believe Melissa. Melissa's gonna crown me for not making this number one. This should have. This could have gone number one. And it's penne alla vodka. I had to say the word before you even got an idea, because. It's not even on my list of 10 here um, because it was in the back burner, and I thought you were going to take it one or two. The fact that you didn't take it, the fact that Penny Alavaca was the fifth overall, it dropped to the third round of the draft. What an unbelievable thing for Penny Alavaca to do. It's not, and this is, this is kind of selfish, okay? 
Penne alla vodka is not even probably in my top 10 Italian dishes. You know that. I do. I do know that. Because there's a cream element in it, and I'm not a cream sauce guy at all by any stretch. So me taking that is because I know it's going to do well in the ratings. And if done right, a homemade penne alla vodka, Melissa's friend Julia, um, her parents are off the boat Italian. And I have never had penne alla vodka as good as her, as Julia's parents. So shout out Julia and her parents. Julia was at the wedding. She was um, a bridesmaid, all that. So we love Julia. Uh, great penne alla vodka. It's number three. So my top three are spaghetti and meatballs, chicken franchise, penne alla vodka. You got that's, that's a very strong top three. And I just want to say something about penne alla vodka before we get anywhere else. I think that the, the reason why I'm not that high on penne alla vodka is because if it's done correctly, if you go to an Italian restaurant and get it, your sauce is going to taste good. To me, when you just want something done quick and you you know you want to grab a rouse jarred penne alla vodka, Mm-mm. it just it tastes like red sauce to me. There's no there's no element of Thank anything you. different. Thank you, Melissa should be here for this <laughs> because she doesn't care if like when I when I make pasta, you've you've experienced this. I'm very the... particular about what I what I put on pasta. If I'm doing anything of the jarred or or the, you know, the quick stuff, she should I'll put vodka sauce on it. No. Okay. Listen. Bertoli vodka sauce is not cutting it. No. No. Even Rouse is not cutting it for me. All right? Uh, or any of them, the Little Italy in the Bronx, that one's okay, but it's not, it's tomato sauce. Yeah. It to tastes me, like a red sauce. To me, it's just, it's just a red sauce. There's no difference. You're, um, you're absolutely correct. I'm actually that. shocked. We, we've agreed on that, but okay. So now so my three and four, here. my third pick, it's the one I wanted to take earlier. My number three pick is the first dessert off the board. It is the tiramisu. Oh, you're picking a dessert. Ooh, I'm going with a, a dessert. That's a misstep on your part. You think so? You yeah. think it's a misstep? Yeah. So I'm going with the tiramisu. It's your lady fingers. It's soaked in rum. You have your cocoa powder. You have your mascarpone. Um, I think it's I think it's the it's the best dessert on planet Earth. And I'll I mean I'll <laughs> that's my Chris is making a face here, but I think that's I think oh I don't even think it's the best Italian dessert on planet Earth. It's my favorite. You got the espresso. You get the little bit of oh, it's just it's. I great. think it's very good. Shout out! Shout out to um shout out to my stepmom Gina, her mother. Um, she makes homemade tiramisu, and it is to die for. Oh, I bet. oh it's so good. It's amazing. I think she's off the boat as well. You you give me a good piece of tiramisu, and it's the best part of the night. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so my fourth pick. Hmm. My fourth pick is, it's a simple one. And uh, I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna give you the Italian name because I'm gonna embarrass myself Uh-oh. when I say it. And I think I'm gonna take Chris's. And it's just plain. It's uh, you have your pasta, just oil, garlic. Oh, I, it's on the list, but it's not a steal. Okay, okay. Agliolia. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have been able to say that. Yeah. Okay. It's agliolia. Okay, so that, what Chris said, uh, that's my number three, and it's simple. That's you know, a, you have your variations. Um, number four. Number four, yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's number a good f- pick. That's number four. You have your variations. You can throw some chicken in it if you'd like. You throw shrimp into it, that's your shrimp scampi. So now you have now you have 
the base layer. I'm taking the base layer. You're talking about, oh, we're talking little grilled chicken in there? Oh, grilled chicken. Oh. No, see, my favorite is shrimp scampi. And then, spoiler alert, as much as she doesn't want to be on the show, you guys will be hearing from my grandmother very, very soon. Yes. Um, we're getting her on the show, whether she likes it or not. You're going to hear some embarrassing stories about me. But, spoiler alert, it's going to be a shrimp scampi episode. Okay. Because that's her all-time favorite food. Um, Shout out Scampi at camp. You know who you are. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great nickname. Yes, Shout is. out Scampi. Um, so, my list is now... The chicken parmesan, the um, pasta carbonara, the tiramisu, and the pasta with oil and garlic. The aglia That's uh, a great choice. Those are some very – see, the thing with being Italians is we're gonna like, there's, we're gonna no like bad, there's no bad answers. No, no. Well, there's one incredibly overrated one, and I'm waiting to hear it. Oh, I'm probably not going to say it. Okay, okay. I'm pro- I hope I don't – all right, I have one on here that – that's I'm not gonna say that I have circle. I'm waiting for you to say it. I'm very shocked that you haven't said it yet. I I despise this dish. You probably know what it is. It's 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 detestable. So I've picked four. No, you have two more. These are your last two. One, two, three. Oh yeah. Oh, I do get I do get two more. Oh, thank God. Yep. Because I was gonna four. say, this oh, I don't your, want one. This is more. your four and five, and then I finish off. Okay. Agliolia, Anthony. All right. So, all right, I'm going to do it. Number four, for me, number four. Oh, I think I know the one that's really overrated, and it's nowhere near me. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Number four, maybe not everybody's had this. Um, I, I never had it growing up. Uh, it was never made. It's actually Anders Lee's favorite um, food. Shout out Only to you the would know this. Only um, you would know this. He did an interview one time shortly after I had made this for the first time and said that it was his favorite, and it's cacio e pepe. Cacio e pepe. It means cheese and pepper. It's a very simple Italian dish. Um, it, it involves a lot of cheese, and you'd say, well, Chris, you don't like cream sauce. This is not a cream sauce. It is a creamy sauce. It's very but it's creamy, cream but it's sauce. not a heavy cream or milk sauce. It's made of, it's basically cheese and black pepper. And the cheese gets all melted and, and forms a cream, but it's very rich, very cheesy, but not like mac and cheese. It's very uh, elegant, and you make it with the bucatini. Okay, the bucatines. Uh, with, with, it's the thick spaghetti with the holes throughout the cylinder. And the sauce mingles inside of the, <laughs> of the hole. And it's 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 very good, Cacio e Pepe number four, uh, for me. Now, here's here's number number five is a very tough choice for me. I could go for the popular answer here, or I could go for one from the heart. Um, and I'm and I'm not sure. So. I'm going to go from the heart. Oh, man. This is hard. This is hard. All right. I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going. I'm calling an audible. I'm not doing a dinner. I'm doing a dessert myself. We're both going to have one dessert on the list. I'm doing the rainbow cookie. I don't. This is going to be funny. I don't like rainbow cookies. That's I don't fine. Know, I, don't I don't care about why. you. I don't know why. I don't care about you. I'm not picking them. It's on my list. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
number not that there's anything wrong with that. Number five is the rainbow cookie. I could have gone elsewhere, but deep within me, I cannot. I can't pick a dish that I don't like. I can't pick. I cannot pick these overrated crap. So after I give my five, we'll talk about the overrated. Oh, we I will. I think we're on the same page. I think we're right on task here. Uh, yes. Okay. Spaghetti and meatballs for me, number one. Chicken franchise, number two. Um, penne alla vodka, number three. Cacio e pepe, number four. Uh, and the rainbow cookie, number five. I'm talking the three-colored cookie with the raspberry jam in the middle of each layer, or strawberry, um, covered in the layer of chocolate ganache. A great cookie. Um, Jules' Uncle Paul makes them really, really, really well. Um, for me, it's just then like, it's, I think it's a texture thing. I think it's more of a texture thing it's than like anything a, it's else It's like a for mini me. cake. Yes. I think, that's, I think that's my biggest problem. All right. That's okay. And now my number five... Um, it wasn't going to be this, but I, I just kept thinking and I kept thinking. And, and you talked about, I don't want to do something I don't like. This is probably my number two behind the chicken franchise. And that is going to be chicken piccata. Oh, good pick. I love wow. chicken piccata. Is, it's, it's amazing. So it's that very lightly breaded a la chicken franchise. Um, so that's just an egg white and that's flour. So there's no breadcrumbs. It's a very lightly breaded chicken. But this is with a lemon wine and caper sauce. With the capers, and that I'm, makes a difference. I'm very big on capers. I do like salty things, as we heard from as we heard from my olive episode. They bring forth this briny goodness. I'm a very big I'm a very big briny guy. I love briny yeah. everything. Um, it's just you get the mix with a little bit of wine, and then you get the you get the nice, you get the nice lemon, you yeah. get the nice capers. It's sour, it's acidic, it's briny, it's salty, it's, it's so so good. Right. And then There's you not could... really a balance of sweet. It's it's you've got to like it. You've yes. got to like what it brings, and I do. Yeah, it's it's great. But I think you know I want we want you guys to vote again. There's going to be another Instagram story. We want you guys to vote on that. Hopefully, I win one. There's going to be multiple dra- spoiler alert, multiple drafts today, but. Tell me about the uh, tortellini Alfredo. Nope. Nope. That is so disgusting. I hate that dish. Well, overrated. It, it, so that's not my overrated. Oh, I've got another one, but the most overrated Italian dish, and this is going to be blasphemous to some people. Go ahead, say it. Lasagna. Oh, it was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. You, I said it to Chach at work today. She said, well, you could say lasagna. I said, Chach, get a lasagna out of my face. <laughs> It's not good. No, and, I don't. And Monogon is not good. Stuffed shells is not good. I'm going straight off the yeah. cliff here. Yeah. Ravioli's fine. Tortellini's not good. I'm so sorry, my, that's my question is why don't you like tortellini? They they don't, they don't, they do, don't it do it for me. you. <laughs> it just doesn't get the job done. So like <laughs> I like it tortellini. Do I do. I mean, I've had the emerald emerald cookbook. Emerald. Emerald, the green cookbook. No, Emerald. E-M-R-I-L. Lagasse. Yes. Yeah. He had a he had a recipe, and it's like tortellini soup. I used to make it for Christmas Eve, and it was kind of like my specialty. And it was I just like regular broth with tortellini. But I don't know. I think there's a, a they have to be good. And but but uh, oh, go ahead, continue on. The I would torts. say they have to be good. Whereas it's I don't like them sauced. For some reason, I don't like tortellini sauced. <laughs> they need to be stone cold sober tortellines. <laughs> 
But <laughs> DeWine did die, Tortellini. But uh, no, I definitely think I definitely think that Tortellini and maybe a broth, like if if you can find something a little more hearty of a sauce that'll add some flavor to it, because it's it is it's very boring and it's very bland. I think the reason why is because it it's paired frequently with the Alfredo, and I don't like that. I like the carbonara, but I don't like Alfredo sauce. Some people are like, well, they're similar. No, no. Alfredo is like eating ranch dressing. Yeah, me. Alfredo, it has to be done right. We've talked about this on the You on the do show. it well. Thank you. Thank you. But if it if it's like in a jar, you want to talk about, okay, vodka sauce from a jar is a sin, but it's not that bad. Okay? That's a little sin. Alfredo sauce from a jar is never good. It's Elmer's glue. It is it's not Elmer's good. Glue. It's ranch dressing. Yeah. Yeah, even if, if if I'm back against the wall, we need something, and I have I have Alfredo sauce. I'm still gonna zhuzh it up. I would eat plain yeah. pasta with butter and salt and cheese, and that's saying a lot because I think that's a, a terrible decision. <laughs> that's but. blasphemous for Chris. Now, there's a couple things that I did want to mention um, that didn't make my list, but oh, very very close to making my list. One of them is I was actually gonna make it if we you came over yesterday. I was gonna make this, but I we're gonna end up doing an episode on it anyway. It's called the Spadini alla Romana. Okay. So Spadini. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've ever had that. It's um it's an appetizer. We actually had it in Little Italy. Um, essentially, it is roasted Italian bread. So you get a good bread, and then you're gonna you like skewer them. So you put a low a, a level or a, a piece of bread, then a nice thick slice of fresh mozzarella, and then bread, and then mozzarella, and then you bake that. So after you bake that, you get the garlic and you get all that, but. It's tossed in the same sauce as chicken piccata. So you have the salty. Oh you have my. Oh, yeah. I was going to make that. That was your snack for yesterday, but I was like, I wasn't. I didn't want to cook. You don't want to do it. I think that might be an episode very soon, but oh, it that, is. I've never had that. Oh, it's so, so good. It is. Like I said, it's, it's think of garlic bread, like the cheesiness of garlic bread, just doused in that piccata sauce. Oh, wow. So that was almost on my list. And then. Um, my, uh, this is a, wow. this was a favorite in the Barberi household growing up. The, um, the, the Cavatel, uh, yep. the Cavatel broccoli robin sausage. No. That was big in my house too. You know what? Um, we didn't talk about pesto. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm a, not big a big pesto fan. guy. I love my basil. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a big pine nut guy. Yeah, no, that's that's tough. I think it's so it always ends up oily. It always ends up being like a shot in the mouth. Yeah, I think there's a lot of and and that I think that has a lot to do with just being in the U.S. and not having good quality Italian olive oil. Yeah, because like, listen, if if we're in if we're in Italy, and and there's a pesto offered to me, and the olive oil came from the backyard. No, I'm huh. taking it. I, I'm taking listen, it. <laughs> I'll eat anything they they ask me to in Italy. Yeah, so I would. I would say just give it to. If me. you guys want really cool episodes of us in Italy, keep buying merch. Keep, yeah, you want to send yeah. us to Italy? Then yeah. we'll, we'll go abroad. <laughs> Sports is spaghetti on the road. <laughs> We're rolling out. We're Don't rolling. sue us, Guy Fieri. Oh no, he probably no, owns that. I didn't he say probably that. owns that. You know what? Uh, and then, uh, like, we didn't talk about pasta vajol, and we didn't talk oh. about minestrone. So I'm not a big minestrone guy. My grandma used to make that. I'm not a big minestrone guy. I didn't, I didn't guy. like it. Pasta. The pasta vajol. My mom makes it. So so this wouldn't win the draft. Okay. Because people wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But so my mom's version of it is not a soup at all. She takes like, she's going to 
she's going to text me tomorrow and be like, no, it's wrong. It's very garlicky. She takes like, she makes like this little, this almost a sauce. She takes like, I think it's like tomato paste uh, and garlic, very, a lot of garlic. The house smells so good after and like red pepper. It's not a lot. And she makes it into a sauce and then she mixes the, the ditalini pasta with it and chickpeas. Oh, chickpeas is different. So my mom or my, my, my mom doesn't make it. My aunt, my auntie Dana actually makes it. And she's a new listener, and she's going to kill me that I didn't put this on the list because I just didn't even think of it. She makes um, the same, you know, same pasta. She, it's like ours is like a very hearty soup. Like when Jules saw it for the first time, she was like, why is this so red? Like it's a very hearty. It's almost a pasta dish at the, at the time. Yeah. But okay. my family, we do, um, we do the, the red kidney beans. We do the white beans, um, a lot of garlic. And then we're big. We do pepperoni. We do chunks of pepperoni, slices oh. of pepperoni in it. So it's fun, too, because everybody goes fishing in the big. I, I, I can close my eyes and I see it. It's my nanny's big green pot. Oh, wow. With the, every time you go in, you, you're fishing and you try to get pepperoni, but you don't want to take too many pieces because everybody around the table will yell at you. Yep. And Oh, that. oh interesting. See, so so my mom's pasta vajol is, like I said, it's. The sauce that's on it is not even, it's not like in a sauce. It's not like covered in a sauce. What she makes, it's it's like clings to the pasta very lightly, but the dish itself is very flavorful. But like you don't have any sauce left over in the bowl. That was my phone. You don't have any sauce left over in a bowl. It's just like, it's like coating the pasta. So it's very spicy too. The yeah, I love, we love I like, I like spice. Um, the best way I can kind of think of it is like if mine goes like leftovers in the fridge, it, it almost becomes so, like a solid in the fridge. So like there's, yes, there's sauce, but it's going to like, it's going to condense. Like you can take a scoop out and it's not going to fill. There's, you're going to see where the gap came out. Like if you were scooping, like if you were scooping peanut butter or something like that. Oh, okay. So it does get very thick. I don't know. And that's just. Now that I think about it, how is that not on my list? Oh, well, your list is made. I know. My list is made. It's signed, sealed, delivered. But as always, we want you guys to vote on it and let – give me one. Give me one victory, man. I don't think it's happening. It's not. Maybe the sports ones. but Maybe the sports ones, but that also depends on the draw too because I don't right. know. I don't know. I, my sports opinions are very astray. I have, yeah, I have some sports opinions are fun, but they're, they're going to be all over the place. Um, I think this is kind of one that everybody can agree on or, or at least pick a side. You might not have to agree on stuff, but I think that this next draft, you'll be definitely be able to pick a side. Um, but before we get to all that, we will do our favorite segment of the day. It is going to be the good. It is going to be the bad and it is going to be the, eh, it is in no particular order with Mr. Chris Walker. All right. So. Here's the problem today. Did you not plan anything? Oh, I pl oh, there's oh a plan. <laughs> Don't you worry. There's, a, there's always a plan. Okay? Here's the problem. I could have gone two ways with this. <sighs> Anthony told me when we, were, when we were game planning for this, he was like, let's save, let's save the Yankees for, like, another time. And I was like, all right. But here's my problem. Okay. <laughs> Here's my problem. The, 
the Yankees are all three this week. <laughs> okay. The, okay. The, and I'll explain. Um, there's there's okay. an explanation. The Yankees are all three. They're the good, the bad, and the eh. So, <laughs> and this this might be breaking the rules a little because well, it's my it's my it's segment. Your, I can do whatever. Your rules, I want. yeah. So the good there's <laughs> there's two goods and they're they're small. So the first good I think happened over a week ago, but I'm still saying it. The best thing this season that the Yankees have done, uh, part A, is Aaron Boone mocking Las Diaz. And if you don't know what that looks like, just look it up. Uh, look out Aaron Boone's latest ejection. I think it's the face he makes. He which like, is what makes it the nails Las Diaz's strikeout too. With the- yeah. Well, what's funny about that is I don't want to cut you off. What's funny about that whole ejection? They talked about it on John Boy, which we're free agents. John Boy, we know uh, you, have you know. A, we know you got up. media. Pick us up. Um, but they talked about it with Aaron Boone and Laz Diaz is a former Marine. So like he was giving it back to Boone at the same pace. I love but that. For, for Boone to just get in his face and openly mock him. Listen, man, for a lot of uh, I'll be I'll be a little PG-13 here for never showing balls as the Yankees manager. That's the most balls he's shown. Oh, I love that. That that was phenomenal cinema. Phenomenal. It was great, great acting, great theater. And and it gave me something to laugh about as a miserable Yankees fan this season. So the other part of the good is the fact that they're so bad this season and that hopefully uh, they the good is that they're not in a playoff spot and they're the last place losers. And this is more of a hope, but the good part, too, is that they're bad and hopefully changes are a coming. Okay. It's hard to believe that it might happen, but hopefully a last place finish. Like it's good to me that they're in last place right now and not in third because it's so bad that something has to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And it was, they just gave Boone an extension. They had just given Cashman an extension. And I saw something on Twitter today, and I never thought that I would say this about our beloved Yankees, but the Steinbrenners are turning slowly into the Wilpons, and it's make it's scaring me. It really is scaring me. The fact that you're not going to want to go do like, listen, I'm going to be frank with you. Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent. If you do not give him whatever he wants, you're a failure of an owner. You're a failure of a franchise. You're the Yankees. You have the most money of any. You know, you have your top five in in revenue of the of the main four sports leagues in in the United States and North America and you're going to just let a generational guy walk because you don't want to pay an extra tax that's absolutely asinine so i mean yes it's setting it's setting my expectations very high but th- if shohei doesn't sign with the yankees it better not be a money problem right it it better be him just not wanting to play for the yankees that's as simple as that it better not be a money problem right. so there's my good so the bad is a quick one today, and the bad is while well, the Yankees are in last place, and they're a joke, and I think they've pushed every wrong button they could have this season, uh, from the, the the upper management to right on down to Aaron Boone. Uh, I think he's made so many bad decisions. I don't think I know. He's made so many poor lineup decisions, personnel movement decisions, and and it just carries right down to the players. The play, it, it, the product on the field is miserable right now. I think, I think the worst part of it is that it's such a sloppy mess, and the fans have so much of a, of an input 
in how the team is doing. They're like the barometer of the team. And it's so bad right now that it's it's leaking onto the field. And I think it's all helping itself become as bad as it is. Like if the, the, the fan interaction was positive still, I don't think things would look as bad on the field. I think it's all just piling onto the field. And so what we're putting in as fans and what the media puts in and what the and what awful management puts in is showing on the field. I never thought I would I never thought I would see a Yankees team so lifeless. I mean, I wasn't alive for the for those super early 90s teams where they weren't very good towards the end of Mattingly's career. I never got to see any of that. Um, I wasn't alive for, obviously, the ones in the 70s where they were very, very bad before or right as Steinbrenner took over. I've only ever known the Yankees as winners. I've only ever known them as champions. But, I mean, we haven't even been to a World Series since 09. We haven't, we haven't to be honest, listen, I'm going to say it. I'm going to sound like a bitter Yankee fan here, but 2017, I think, was stolen from the Yankees. I think the Yankees, 2017, would have absolutely, I think they would have, they would have, barnstormed the Dodgers in that World Series um and, and call it what you want the Astros you know their their cheating scandal or whatever but I think the Yankees 2017 Yankees were robbed from of, of a World Series championship and I think that upper management is still clinging on to the fact that hey if the if the players are exactly the same why aren't the results exactly the same well it's because you're being lapped and there's new players and players are getting good and That's right you know stuff like that so you know it's just the Yankees I've never seen them be this bad they need there needs to be a, a switch and if listen like people are calling for Steinbrenner to sell the team it's never gonna happen no um but in the same token you have to realize that hey maybe maybe we don't Maybe we fire Brian Cashman. Okay, you know, you did great for us. You brought us World Series. You're going to be in, inducted into the Yankees Hall of Fame. That's, you know, we're going to give you we're going to give you whatever number you want and monument or whatever plaque you want in, in Monument Park. But, you know, it's time. It's time, and I'm sorry. And, you know, yes, he'll get picked up by another team very quickly, but good on them. That's what, I mean, that's what general managers do. For the most part, Dom, Dave Dombrowski was what? He was... He has three rings with yep. four different teams, and he blew up the farm system and wins a World Series, and then he gets fired, and then he goes to another team and does the same thing. But I mean, you're 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 hearing it here first, man. If if Cashman goes, give me give me Eps give me Epstein, give me Theo Epstein. Wow. Oh yeah, he's he's the only man to write this ship. He's gonna do it. All right, he's gonna do it. So the ant you kind of took a little bit of, but the ant is more of a question, and it, right ant is like it could go either way. It's like eh. So the eh is what's next, right? And I wanted this to be about the Yankees because I don't show a lot of emotion about the team like Anthony does. Wait till October and then the emotions are going to come a flying out of me uh, like they do with food except with that ridiculous hockey team I watch. Well, you've heard it. You've heard the emotions already. Yeah, but that was just... That, that was, was the beginning. That was us dipping our toes into the podcasting sphere. Right. So I don't think you were... I don't think No, you were I was unleashed. not full blast. No way. <laughs> and we... I mean, we started like trade deadlines, so I don't think... Right. I, <laughs> no, I think no, no, you've no. kept it reserved. I've, I've been reserved. We'll get there. It's going to be another frustrating one. But the end is, what next? 
So let's say they finish last or fourth and they miss the playoffs. And then the Otani thing comes back. My eh has everything to do with people that want to come to the Yankees, such as Shohei Otani. Why? It's becoming a why. Do you, why do I want to play here? And yes, we've gone over this with the hair, with the beard, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about why do we want to play for a team that's having such a mess right now? Like, let's be real, too. I don't want to cut you off on your thought, but let's be real. If if Shohei comes to the Yankees, he's in a very similar situation as with the Astros. Or the, the Angels, I'm sorry. He's in a very similar situation. Yes. I mean, it's you have two of the best players on planet Earth on the Yankees, and we're in last place. Right. What's what's it going to do? What does it matter? And do and why do you want to go there? Why do you why does anybody want to be a Yankee right now for all of the above reasons? And that's why it's my eh. Because as a fan now, I'm starting to question that. For a while with the Islanders, it was this guy doesn't want to play for the Islanders because they're they've got issues. They've got issues with management, with with everything. Winning and everything like that. Evgeny Nabokov didn't want to come. Dwayne Rollison didn't want to come. All these goalies. It was like, no, come on. We don't want to play for that team. Well, well, now the Yankees are putting a target on their back, and they're showing the baseball world, well, we might not even care if we win. That's That's the product we're putting out. We don't care because not enough is being done, and why would you want to play for us? Why would Shohei Otani want to leave that situation and come be a Yankee for more money? If it, Really, that would be the only reason. Yeah, that's the... At this point. I mean, right now, the only thing the Yankees have to offer, aside from, you know, the only thing the Yankees have to offer is they're lucky that this free agent class is right around our age and a little older that has Yankee nostalgia. Yeah. Because all of these free agents coming up were most likely kids when the Yankees were... A dynasty, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. They were kids, and they were watching baseball, and they were in love with baseball, right. and they were in love with the Yankees. I mean, Ant, there was a time when when we were both growing up, right? We grew up in the same era, the same generation, yeah. so to speak, okay? There were always guys, even if they didn't win a World Series or make the World Series that year, there were always guys who had won a World Series with the Yankees. There have always been for almost the entire franchise's history, there's been somebody on the team that's got the, the rings with the Yankees or has the history or has the illustrious career with the Yankees. Sure, there's Aaron Judge right now, and sure, there's guys that have won on the team, but there's nobody, not even like Brett Gardner anymore. You know, like the last reaches of greatness for the Yankees. I think the only person that was in the system was Higgy. Higashioka, I think he was in the system in 09. He wasn't he wasn't on right. the major league team. And and and, and he I, you can't even count him. No, because, because he was low. He, he was, he was in team. Tampa. He was yeah. buried. Yeah. You know, just starting out. So there's nobody, there's no championship pedigree on this team, especially among the Yankees. And and it's showing because it's like none of these guys are winners with us. None of these guys have won anything. And the only people with winning experiences were with other teams. Right. You have Cole. Cole never won his World Series, but you have Cole with Houston that made it to the World Series. You have Rizzo, who does have a ring, but he's 
far past his prime. And huh. this team, I mean, yeah. this team has nothing. This team is not even close to what that Cubs team was. No. Um, and then I'm trying to think of pitchers, and you know, pitchers. There's really nothing. Relievers right now. There's really nothing. Um, I think Donaldson might have been on that Blue Jays team that made it to the divisional championship. Yeah. Um. But other than that, there's really no. no there's no championship pedigree. And I've never noticed that until you just said it. I know that the whole like, oh, with with no Brett Gardner, the last Yankee on the 09 team is gone and stuff right. like that. I do know that, but that's it's eye open, right? It's yeah, scary. And so when I when I crazy. thought about that, I said I, I have to put it in the segment because it's alarming. It's an alarming statistic that they've been losers for so long now. Let's put it this way. They've been losers longer in my life and my fandom. I think I started being a fan around 2000 when I started playing baseball. They've been losers longer than they've been winners. Oh, absolutely. In, absolutely. in our lifetime. And it's like we were just talking about the 2017 World Series, but like I just it just hit me. 2017 was like six that years six ago. Six years ago. That's when Melissa and I met. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's when I met you guys. Yeah, right. like that's a long time ago. That's like, and I'm sitting there and I was like, yeah, that was the closest we've gotten, re like remotely the closest we've yep. gotten at any point. And then like, there's most of these guys where, who was on the 27 Yankees that's still there? Judge, Higgy, Higgy was in the minors though because it was still it was still Gary, right. You have Judge. You have Glaber. I think I think Glaber was hurt. I think Glaber was having yeah because yeah he, that was the year he needed Tommy John on his not on his right. left arm. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, Hicks. Hicks is not on the Yankees anymore. But Hicks was there. Like now that I'm thinking about it, it was like there's just no remnants of anything. I mean. It's just there's there's nothing. No. There's, there's there's no there's no winning DNA left. It's been bred out. It's been bred out. It's sad. It's a sad thing to have happen, but that's what happens when you don't win for thirteen years. Fourteen years. And and with the I mean, you can even you can't even say like, oh, the, there's marketing, you know, there's there's better marketing opportunities in, in New York. It's not like it used to be. It's not like if you're a superstar, you have to play in New York, Chicago, nope. L.A. That you know what I mean. Like, you can you can be a superstar and you could be playing in Milwaukee. Yeah, I was thinking the Twins. You can play yeah. for the Twins and be yeah. a superstar, and and people will know your name because you're with you're you're on you're always on social media. Right. You can be in San Diego, which is not a baseball town, no. but you can be Fernando T Fernando Tatis was the face of baseball for a few years. Yeah. What it's, do the what what? Honestly, why do people want to sign with the Yankees? So that's my that so I I it's rare that I had a Yankees rant, but it was uh, one. Honestly, I'll I'll put that above a lot of my Yankees rants. Really? That was that was great. Cause Thank it, you. Because mine was just me. Mine is just me yelling. You're Yours made me out. think. Yours, you made me like. I'm like <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm like damn Johnny Damon cut his beard and his hair to be a Yankee <laughs> right yeah these and, guys are and all... and all of these guys are yeah. waving their no trade clauses and A Rod says I'm yeah. I'm only going to be a Yankee or a Red Sox and Giambi goes to the Yankees and this person yes. and that person and now we're like everybody was like, coming it's like damn we're going bargain bin hunting right now that's what I'm saying. Who did we get at the deadline? I don't even remember their names. Uh, I called him Kenyon last time, but his name is Keenan Middleton. Keenan Mid Middleton, right? And and then Spence, I think Spencer Howard or Whatever. something like that. He's in Scranton. 
<sighs> there you go. With bargain bin hunting. <laughs> that was great. In that any was, event. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, on to some sports. Um, we're in we're in a very dry spell of sports. The Yankees are bad. Um, football has yet to get started. We're right there. We're so so close to being able to talk football. Yes. Um, we have no we have no basketball right now. We have no hockey right now. So we're soccer we're, just started. Shout out. Sorry, sorry to interject, Aunt Leicester City two and oh, okay in the championship. They are in second place. Only two teams are two and oh, them at Ipswich Town. Uh, this is your place for all of your cha- your English Championship League um, uh, standings updates and talk because nobody else cares. I'm going to have to find like a random team and just go so hard for them. You got to root I'm gonna for Wrexham. They're the Ryan Reynolds uh, conglomerate. You know what's really funny? Yeah. I don't see the hype about Ryan Reynolds. Except the, everybody else does. I don't. I'm not saying anything with him, but he owns the team. Oh no, now. I know, I know, I get that. You got to pick a team like like from from somewhere deep within the bowels of England. Yeah, I want to pick a team that has like that has like 400 fans and only like 317 teeth. You could find. You could. F- <laughs> That's what I want. You could find. You could find a team. Like I want to find the UTSA Roadrunners of of English. Okay, yeah. Soccer. <laughs> it, it would be like in League Two somewhere, the National League. That's what you got to look. Let's but do anyway. That. Um, but again, no real, no real sports news. Um, I do want to touch on one thing. I thought this was going to be your bat of the week. I never have. Uh, I don't do in no particular order, but I need a bat of the week. Have you heard the Wander Franco news? Yeah. So <laughs> now keep in mind that this is a family show, of course, and and I I didn't really. I don't have any place in my life for people like that. Yep. Uh, and it wasn't a confirmed story. Uh, like, it hasn't been, like, definitely confirmed. But uh, I'm glad it's you that's going to talk about it because because it makes me uncomfortable as a, oh, as a dad of it, a young girl. It makes me very uncomfortable. But um, I just want to touch on it. For those of you who don't know, um, Wander Franco is now on the commissioner's list and will no longer be traveling with the Rays until right? restricted, restricted, restricted yeah. list until a uh, a further investigation has been done. And apparently, um, allegedly, we'll say Wander Franco has been in a sexual relationship with a 14 year old girl. That's eighth grade, by the way, uh, eighth or ninth grade. Um, and uh he had uh, not wanted to pay the hush money. So she said, I want 200000 This is all allegedly, of course. Um, I want $200,000 and I want a BMW, brand new BMW, or I'm going to leak the, you know, the pictures of us and stuff like that. And they didn't, it weren't, they weren't explicit, but I mean, there was, it was a 14 year old girl. Um, so that's not good. And that's, that's a bad, that's a bad thing for the raise because that's your future. Um, I don't know if they have to pay him that contract if he's in prison. How old is he? He is. He's 22. Oh, so it's. I. Don't, this is going to sound awful. It's not. It's not as bad as it could be. But he is oh, an adult, and so she bad. is a child. It is just as bad as it should be. Yes, but 40 and 14 sounds way. No, that's it's, it's just as bad. Nope. It's just as it's bad. The same. Same it's law. The same, it's the same thing. That is, um, I, the other number doesn't matter so much as the poor fourteen-year-old yes. that was uh, that had to deal with this. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, Wander Franco, you are no longer uh, uh, in our good graces on this podcast. I don't no. know if you ever were, but um, yeah, man. Even 
That's disgraceful. It's it is disgraceful. If it's true, of course. If it's true, if this is a whole like scheme of hey, we just want money, then it was, an, it was a mutual agreement to go on that restricted list. By the way, so. yes, yes. But um, yeah. that's just I just wanted to get that out of the way because I felt like that needed to be at least brushed over because it is sports news, I guess. Yeah, and oh that's yeah. kind of what we, we got to hit on it. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, Wander <laughs> Wander Franco. Wander Franco. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, let's let's get out of this. Let's get out of this segment where my skin feels dirty, um, and let's get into let's get into the second snake draft of the day. Um, I think we're gonna do some more. I think we should do ten of this one, and that way we can just put all the sports oh together. Okay. Um, so we'll do ten of this one, and then call it a day. We'll do ten, and then we'll call it a yeah. day. So okay. this this draft, Chris, do you want to introduce this draft? No, this is it, Anthony draft. Okay, so this draft today, we're in a dead spot of sports. So we are going to go with our top 10 favorite jerseys. I love it. And this is going to go over, um, I, I guess it can go everything over um, North American sports. Even, you know, even if you want to throw a soccer kit in there, I won't know what oh, they okay. look like, but uh, you could do that. Um, sure. But this is going to be, you know, for the most part, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in college football because there are some college football uniforms that I definitely want to talk about. Hmm. But um, Chris, we'll have you call it in the air again for the first right. overall pick. Yeah. Tails. You're picking first again, pal. That's three to one, tails. Just saying. Always pick tails. All right. So. All right. Mm, 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 mm. So this is the number one overall jersey in all of sports. Your number one overall jersey in all. I know where you're going with it. Do you want me to say it? Uh, Let me see if I can say it. Here, do you want to say it on three? No, I want you to try to guess it. It's the Islanders fisherman jersey. No, it's not. Really? It's not. It's not the Islanders. So uh, that would be too obvious. Yeah. Okay. That would be all too obvious. My man. This is gonna be a problem. <laughs> this is gonna cause some problems. Um, my favorite jersey in all of sports, my very, very favorite number one jersey of all time, is the San Jose Sharks away jerseys. Wow, that's that is your, my favorite that's jersey. Your, that's your favorite jersey of all yes. time. Yes, absolutely. And that pick is dedicated to my Grammy and Melissa. I mean, they're they're gorgeous. That it's the te- they're the all teal jerseys, correct? The white. They're oh. aways. Oh, they're aways. Yeah, they're aways. Oh. I'm looking at pictures now, and those are. Yeah, that's a so. Good one. That's my. That's a. That's mine. Oh, there's going to be a lot of hockey jerseys in this list for me. Yep. Um, you might you might win this one. I have to say because mine's very selfish. That was a shout out to Grammy and to Melissa because um, they both really like the Sharks jersey, and so do I. And I, it would be so easy for me to say the Islanders. Yeah, they'll show up unless you steal them. But so, Chris, you have a pencil. I want to have you write mine down too. So okay. this, this graphic goes a little easier. Um, my number one, and it's what I thought you were gonna go with. Uh, if it wasn't the Islanders. My number one, my best sports jersey of all time, call me biased, I don't care, it's Yankee pinstripes. That is my number one jersey. Um, there's the you're it's gonna garbage pick. You're gonna hear you're gonna hear everything that I've talked so much against your tradition. It's they're clean, they're they're just 
you think of you think of baseball, you think of Yankee pinstripes. At least for me and for this generation, that's yeah. what you think of. And that's my that's my number one. And and I'm gonna stick by that because again, those are that's I don't know, that's what it is for me. Um but let's let's move it on. Let's move it on because we go Yankee pinstripes. I'm gonna go number two. My number two jersey of all time. Hmm. Give me Ooh, I don't. I'm gonna take this so early, but I love them. Give me the Pittsburgh Pirates alternates. Ooh, I. Oh, I got very <laughs> nervous for a minute. Give me. Oh no, I'm not. I know what you're gonna go with from that. Give me the alternates. Give me the black, um, with the with the yellow logo. Uh, the yellow logo with the with the outline. Of, oh yeah, I'm gonna go Pirates number two. It's just I've always had a soft spot for black and yellow. Um, that's my number two. That's my number two. All right, my number two is the Pittsburgh Penguins Winter Classic 2006-2007 jersey that they wore at, uh, pretty sure it was Ralph Wilson Stadium. Uh, uh, the like blue ones, baby blue? The baby blue Penguins jerseys, yes. Um, yeah, so the reason why is because baby blue is my favorite color, um, and at the time I didn't hate the Penguins. So there's that. So that's my number two jersey of all time. Um, so number three, and this is hmm, no, I can't do that. I can't do that because it's it's that's that's wrong to do. Um, I'll get to that later in the draft. My number three jersey of all time. Oh, this is bad. This is a bad thing to do, but you'll see why. It's the New York Mets home jerseys. They're home whites. I love the Mets jerseys. I love I love their jerseys. It pains me that I'm not a Mets fan because they have the best color scheme in baseball. You went home whites over their black alternates? Yep. Wow. I would have never guessed. I love the Mets home white with blue and orange. That is so like clean. The, like the current ones or like the David Wright days where they had the drop shadow or any. Just okay. And the Mets home white jersey. I love I love their jerseys. All right. I mean, that's wow. Wow. I'm uh I'm getting a I'm getting a year here. Um so I can I can be accurate. Um so give me one second. He's uh he's trying to beat my list now. It's another baseball. He no, smells I smells blood in the water. I just want the I want the actual year so I can if people want to look this up or I can just when I make the graphic, I'm gonna win anyway. My number is this my three? Yep. My number three pick is it's the classic. It is Oh baby. It is the nineteen ninety eight year i was born 1998 arizona diamondbacks pinstripe oh, with the yeah. purple sleeves underneath with the vest but only when they wore the all purple hat so they just <laughs> oh my they God. just they just wore them against the um i don't remember who they played but they just wore them and uh i think zach gallon was like yeah man these need to be our these need to be our everyday jerseys and i agree um so my number three is it's the Diamondbacks with uh, with the vest. It's just it's classic. It's what I think of when I think of Diamondbacks in, in baseball. Um, so that's my number three. My number four. Um, see, 
this is going to be tough because I don't want to go. I don't want to go with this super super early. But there's nothing better, at least in my opinion, than give me the Texas Longhorns white football jerseys, the white helmet, the orange lettering. Oh man, Texas Longhorns is classic. It's classic. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm actually going with a college football team, too, uh, for my number four. And people are going to be like, you watch college football? What are you talking about? Yes. <sighs> it's another it's another, it's another, another color scheme thing for me, and it's Clemson. The Clemson orange. I love it. Orange and purple, Chris? I love it. I love it. And colorblind me makes it think it's blue all the time, so it's even better. I love the Clemson jerseys. Um, it, it, it just makes a statement. I love it. That's you're, there's a theme here. Um, there's a theme here. I guess there's the, sa <laughs> the same color is going to be in a lot of these jerseys. Okay. Um, there's a theme. So like I said, I, I love orange. Um, and I love white and I love blue and, and purple's okay too in there. Um, so at five, I do have to. Don't do it. Do not do it to me. Take my New York Islanders. Okay. I wasn't, yeah. I have to take the New York Islanders, and I'm not saying, don't mistake this. I'm not saying they're home jerseys or they're aways or they're alternate from this year. I'm talking about their reverse retro from two seasons ago, not the Fisherman. I'm talking about the Navy Blue. Oh, wow. They were still playing in Brooklyn, no? No, do not talk about Brooklyn. No? We don't talk about Brooklyn. No, we don't. Shh, don't tell them about that. We actually went there uh, to see a game. No, I'm talking about the 21-22 reverse retro where Barzell scored that between-the-legs goal against Buffalo. That jersey. I have the authentic of that. I actually have two of them. Uh, they sent me two by mistake. Is that your, uh, is that your which, which player is that? What? What player is Barcel. that? Barcel. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. That is my favorite Islanders jersey ever. The Islanders 21-22 reverse retro. Another blue and orange gem. I love blue and orange. Go ahead. All right, so I'm getting on the ice now, and I thought you were going to do it to me, um, and I was very upset. I'm going with the 1979 Hartford Whalers whites. Um it's classic. You have the white, you have your, your navy blue, you have your green, similar to the Canucks jersey uh, colors right now. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's classic. It's Hartford, it's it's Connecticut, it's what we have. It's our it's our legacy, I guess. Yippee. Um, but that is, that's my next pick. I'm not even keeping count. What was it, number five? Yep. All right, so that was my number five. Um, my number six... My number six, I have to find the correct one. I am, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm vibing out here. I'm trying to get the correct years. Yeah, that's going to be it for me. That's going to be it for me. Okay. Uh, I'm staying on the ice. I'm going with the 2021 Arizona Coyotes reverse retro. The purple tops and the bottom has the, the cactuses and the mountains and they're, they're purple and like Sonora sand color. Um, that is, I mean, they're, they're gorgeous. They wore them in 2021. It was their first ever alternate, I guess. Um, but 
Coyotes. The Coyotes, listen, man, they're not a very good team, but those jerseys, the jer- I was telling Chris, who was the player I wanted to buy because it was on sale? It was like some weird, some weird defenseman on the on the Coyotes. Oh, I don't remember. He had a funny name, super French name. I forget. But I, I, I saw the jerseys on sale. I was like, do I want to buy this right now? <laughs> um, so no, my pick is going to be the my pick is going to be the Coyotes twenty twenty one reverse retros. All right. So my number six, I'm going onto the football field here, and I'm going with the New York Jets black alternate jerseys the black base with the green letters and the white outlines the white jets the white names i love it i absolutely love them uh i'm not claiming to be a jets fan per se um but those jerseys are electric i absolutely love the look of it um i'm not a big fan of their home or away jerseys for what it's worth but i love the black uh, alternate jersey looks really clean, really, really good. Um, so number seven, and 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 so I've I've picked one enemy of the Islanders, and now I'm going to pick another one. The New York Rangers Statue of Liberty, not the latest reverse retro. I'm talking about the original alternate, the black. I think it was black or dark navy. I don't know. I'm called black. The original. Statue of Liberty, New York Rangers jersey. I think it's one of my favorite hockey jerseys of all time, uh, but it's number seven on my list today because I can't put the Rangers at number one. Fair enough. Fair enough. So mine. I cannot. I cannot falter for this draft. <laughs> I am going. I am going to the gridiron as well as my first gridiron pick. I'm going with. Uh, they've just brought them back. I'm going with the 1996. Love you, Blue. Tennessee Oilers, uh, I think 96, they were still Houston Oilers. Let me check. Yeah, 97, 98, they were Tennessee. So they were still the Houston Oilers, but they're baby blues. Oh, God, the baby blues are they're, they're immaculate. It's they're, they're, I think they're the cleanest football jersey ever, to be honest. Um, followed closely by the next one, um, and that is going to be the Buccaneers creamsicles jerseys. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. I love the Bucks creamsicle jerseys. Um, I'm going to get you a year. I should have, see, I should have written all this down, but with the snake draft, you don't know what you're going to lose. Right. That's the thing. Although there's a lot of choices here. So give me one second. The Buccaneers creams. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great jersey. Those are gorgeous. You have the, you have the creamsicle colors, the, the triple stripe on the helmet, the white pants. Oh, they're just, they're classic. I'll even say they're throwback right now with the, with that different logo. I don't remember the actual name of that logo, but oh boy, those are, those are gorgeous. So, um, I stuck on the gridiron. Uh, I went with the Tennessee Oilers or the Hugh, the last year of the Houston Oilers, we'll say. And then the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicle. I love it. Okay. So this is time for pick eight and pick nine for me. Pick eight and pick nine. All right, I'm going to do it. This, wow, this is such a homer draft for me. Um, And uh, I apologize in advance for for going really local. Um, But I have to do it. The Ocean State Waves in the NECBL. Look up their jerseys, Anthony. Look them up, Ocean State Waves. Um, they're in, they're in a collegiate summer league team, 
baby blue, based in Rhode Island, beautiful jersey. There will be a picture of it up on our Instagram when you take a look at the poll. Oh, that is nice. It's so clean. I have the hat somewhere. I did a hat swap when I was with the Westerners with their broadcaster. Shout out uh, Justin Galanti. Um, I know that name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Uh, so cool, cool guy. We had fun. They threw me a birthday party in their clubhouse when it was my birthday. That's how I know the name. Um, you told that story. <laughs> I absolutely, I love that team because of what they did for me. Uh, that was the Enzo Esposito near perfect game, uh, near no hitter. Anyway, Ocean State Waves are number eight for me, uh, for that reason. Number nine, we've reached the number nine. I have one more pick after this. But number nine for me, this is this is going to be zesty, as the kids say. Uh, wow, I'm surprised I'm doing this. Number nine for me is the Anaheim Mighty Ducks original Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Home or away, just their jersey. That logo is a killer logo. Yes, it was a Disney-owned team. I don't care. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks logo is second to none, and I had to do it as a hockey fan. That's a good pick. That's a good pick because you see all these jerseys. You, you see everybody that doesn't know hockey. They're wearing, they're wearing Anaheim oh, yes. Ducks jerseys. Um, all right, so mine, I'm going back to the diamond for well, this is my eight and nine, correct? Nine and ten. This is my nine and ten? Yes. Oh no. Okay. Okay. I thought this was eight and nine. I have to I have to readjust here. I have to readjust. Okay, so definitely my number nine. Um St. Louis Cardinals baby blue. I love the Cardinals baby blue jerseys. Um I think they're great. They're a lot of baby blue here. I'm today. a big baby blue fan. I do love a good baby blue jersey. I mean, look at my shorts. I've got baby blue on, on You my do shorts. have baby blue. And I don't have any on me right now. Okay, so this is my last pick. I have to go. Okay, hold on. Sorry for the dead air, but I have to find this because this was going to be my number ten, and I I was I was all, you, you, I'm this is a muck. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Love them or hate them. All right. This is uh, we're going to college baseball here. All right, college oh, baseball. There's a oh. there's a lot that I've there's a lot that I've missed, and it's not going to be what you thought, because now it's in my mind, and I don't want to go too back to back. Not it could be UNC. No, it's not UNC. It could it's be not that UNC. Beautiful blue. Ah, uh, I want eleven, man. Uh, this is where this is where <laughs> this is where we separate the men from the boys, and I got to make a decision here. Um. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Go for it. Um, my number 10, college baseball, Vanderbilt, all black pinstripe. Oh, you got to love the <laughs> Vanderbilt. I was I was thinking you might say that. Yep. It's Vandy. I don't care if you like him or not. Uh, the Vandy boys, Dansby Swanson, um, Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, Spencer Jones. That's a clean jersey. The, 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 the black and gold pinstripes are just, they're, they're too clean. Oh, they're amazing. Excellent. Good pick. All right, my number 10, I'm going to show it to you. Okay? Okay. That is the Leicester City new alternate kit. 
and I absolutely want one. So, mom or dad, Christmas is a coming. <laughs> Sabrina's birthday's coming up. You want to, you know, I, I, I'm her dad after all. It wouldn't, her birthday wouldn't be here without me. So, uh, uh, I would love one. They're, they're, they're not cheap, but um, it's it, what color is that? Is it black? It looks like black and baby okay, blue. Okay, yeah. it's black and with a baby blue diagonal stripe down from the left to the right of the jersey with their King Power uh, sponsor right in front. But that's such a cool sponsor, King Power. That is a cool sponsor. That right? Is a cool sponsor, yeah. Like, I would wear that on, on like, I'd keep that on the front of my shirt all the to King Power. Yeah, King yeah, Power, King if you pa- want to sponsor, if, if this can be sports and spaghetti sponsored by King Power, I'm with it. That would be crazy. Then we could get Leicester players on. That'd be crazy. Uh, except nobody plays for them anymore. But that that's beside the point. They still have a really sick jersey, and it's their new one, and I really love it. So there you go. I have a feeling you're going to win this draft. I hope. I, I, I need something, man. I need something. But, there I mean, there's a lot. I want to. I kind of want to pick your brain. We have we have about ten minutes left. I kind of want to pick your brain about some jerseys that like were just off the list. So the one that I replaced with Vanderbilt was Old Miss's baby blue baseball jerseys. That was a good one. Um, as much as I don't want to say it, the Boston Red Sox home jerseys, uh, those are classic yeah, as well. They I are those. Um, and see, this is an episode strictly geared towards Mike Langdon because he's my Jersey guy and we talk about jerseys all the time and he's, you know, he's into it. He loves a good Jersey. So Mike, if I missed anything, just text me and tell me. Um, and, and if we have you on, we'll do this again with your top 10, but I don't know. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of good jerseys. There's a lot of bad, bad jerseys. Oh, you want to talk I mean, we could make a whole draft on the, the worst jerseys in sports. Oh yeah. I mean. I'm trying to think of another good one. How about the Dallas Stars? Uh, oh, you want to talk about a bad one? The Dallas Stars, the one that looks like a uterus. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be like a bull skull, but it looks like yeah, a, a it's, diagram it's of a uterus. Literally. Well, that's because that's what they play like. Oh, that was you, not me. Are you sure? I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that on the airwaves. Yeah, but Anthony, Anthony's got a problem with the Stars. That's a bad one, though. I do. Do you know another jersey that's oft overlooked? Um, the gray Detroit Tigers. I don't like it. Really? Those gray with I don't the like script gray with jerseys. The gray with the orange and blue? No. I don't like gray jerseys. I don't like the Yankees away jersey at what? all. What? I like the Yankees away better than the home. No. Oh my God. It's it's That's so a clean. Sham. It's so clean. You have the stripe on the arm. You have the new Oh my God, that one's so clean. It's gray. Yeah, but what do you want it to be? Like everybody knows baseball, you have your home whites and you have your away as your secondary color. Yankees aren't going to roll out an all navy jersey, even though every Yankee t shirt you ever see is navy. Which did you ever realize that? That every Yankee t shirt you see is navy and they don't even have a jersey that looks like that? I know, and they should. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see if they do anything for the the City Connect. They won't. Or the City Series, which they should. Um, but there's a lot of jerseys that aren't on this list. The Marlins teal. Oh, Marlins teal. Mike Langdon is going to kill me. Mike is going to kill me that I didn't put Marlins teal on that. Um, I think all of the NFL. What was that they did? The, the, the color rush? Yeah, those were bad. Those were so bad. I yeah, There were a lot of them that were iffy. The the Arizona Cardinals one though I did like. If I'm not mistaken, that one was all black with red. No, that's just an alternate they wore. So they wore the helmets last year. 
Um, it was like that black helmet with the, there's actually, so in my store, we carry the full size replica of that. Okay. And um, I didn't like it when I saw the renderings and the pictures. When you see it in hand, because the replicas are made exactly the same, there's just no padding. The inside is like, they call it like Sonora sand, but it's it's red flake mixed in with the black. It's so, so nice. Um, see, I like... I liked, I liked, uh, maybe it wasn't the, the color rush one. Some of them were very bad. Yeah, a lot of the color rush were bad. Like the all, the, the, the all, t- spoiler alert, if we ever do the, the top 10 worst jerseys, my worst jersey of all time is the all, it's the all lime green Seahawks. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, jerseys, this is, look at this. Preposterous. This was the color rush. Yeah, that, that's the color rush. Oh, so you're just I'd looking like, the regular blacks. They, they were, yeah, but they were a little bit. Look up their alternate helmet. With the, it's called like Sonora Red in it. It's it's gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it, it like in pictures, you know, it doesn't look that good. But when you like when you see it in hand or if you're up close to it, it's it's gorgeous. I like that. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, but there's we have a lot of we have a lot of similar colors on this man. I know we do. I think it's just if a team has a good jersey, they're gonna have a good jersey. You know what I mean? But. I'm trying to think of like I don't think we had any basketball jerseys on the list. Did we have any NBA jerseys? No, NBA jerseys. Just just to show them some love. What do you think the best NBA jersey is? I like the old uh, the, the old Magic jerseys. The pinstripe. Yeah, that was my get. That was it. Was either the Magic ones or the the blue Magic ones with the stars like embossed yeah. on the jerseys. That one's really nice. That one, and then I think a classic. I like is... Golden State jerseys a lot too. Golden State's not bad. They're simple. They're really simple. Yeah. But I think the I think my favorite, aside from that magic one, I like the Toronto Raptors with yeah. the actual Raptor on the front of it, like the Vince Carter. I we call it the Vince Carter jersey because that's right. When you see that jersey, you think of Vince Carter just dunking on people. You you also the basketball jerseys are tougher because there's not as much material to work with. Yeah, I'm not a basketball jersey guy. In my store, we had an LSU Shaq jersey, and it was real nice, and it fit me. But like, I always wear an undershirt, and it just I looked I looked dirty, I looked messy. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of that. Your haircut looks fantastic, thank by the you. way. Shout out my barber, John, over at Legends. Um, thanks, man. Wow. Yeah, it's all gone. It's gone. It's, it looks good. It's gone, man. It's a good fade, but for those of you who don't know me, my hair was the longest it's ever been, and it was just messy. And I finally cut it, and we'll try this again in the winter when it's I when my hair won't get greasy from... Two and a half seconds of the outside air, <laughs> so, so we'll let it we'll let it go long again. But, I love it. Yeah, man, that was good. Do we? Uh, do you have any Grammys grinders of the week? I do, but you're going first this week. Do you have one? Uh, I'm uh, back against the wall here, um, Chris. You should go first for the Grammys grinder of the week, just because I didn't really prepare. You can't admit that. You have to vamp. I mean. I haven't watched anything. I have. I have. Oh, like go right now? No, I'll go. I'll okay. go first. No, I'll go. I got it. Um, my Grammy's grinder of the week. Um, it's our ace, my Cy Young, it's Gary Cole. Nah, right. Um you put me on the spot here. Gary Cole, he's been he's been this is his Cy Young season. I called it in March. Ha ha. Ha ha. Call it in March. Um Let me get you his stats. He's been He's been bitten with the he's been bitten with the Jordan Montgomery bug of late. Um, when Monty was with the Yankees, they just couldn't seem to score anything with him ever. Um, and and he's 
he's been pitching unbelievably, but he they haven't won one of his starts, and I think it was like four or five starts. They're wasting his prime, which it's <laughs> what the Yankees do. Um, but I mean, this season he's ten and three, two seven six ERA. He's pitching to a five point oh WAR. Um, we know ERA isn't you know the be all end all, but I mean, he has a complete game this season. Uh, he has one hundred and fifty six innings already, one hundred and twenty two hits. Um, he's only given up 48 runs. His home run numbers are significantly down um, from last year at this point. His walk numbers are good. His strikeouts, he has 166 strikeouts so far. Um, Garrett Cole, you are <laughs> you're one of the very lone bright spots of this Yankee team, and uh, I'm glad that you got your hardware. And listen, as long as the Yankees can build and do something different next year, and the year after, I will sacrifice one fifth-place finish for you to finally, finally get that Cy Young you deserve. My Grammys grinder, Gary Cole. See? I knew you could do that. My Grammys grinder of the week, and this is going to upset my dad, but it's Harry Kane, uh, formerly of Tottenham Hotspur, but now of Bayern Munich um, in the Bundesliga in Germany. Um, the reason why he is Grammys grinder of the week is because he had a really difficult decision to make. So this is a player who spent his almost his entire career, and, and I don't just mean professional career, I mean his career from a youth all the way up through the other day when he left and signed with Bayern Munich. He spent 19 years with Tottenham. And like I said, that, that goes back to the youth uh, teams, the development teams, all the way up to the, the parent club in the Premier League. He ended a 19-year association with the team, and that is not a move he took lightly. Uh, he came on in uh, as a sub for 26 minutes uh, this past Saturday in a loss for Bayern Munich. Uh, but it's just an unbelievable decision, and he's the grinder because there's a lot of pressure from him to stay with Tottenham Hotspur, uh, tremendous pressure. I mean, if you're with a team for that long and then you leave, you're a traitor. Um, but he didn't succumb to the pressure, and and the, and he made that transfer. So he's Grammy's grinder of the week. I like that. I like how this is. You're gonna you're gonna get me into soccer the same way you've gotten me into hockey. That's right. Just because I need to know it, and Eli's gonna be ecstatic because Eli's been a soccer guy. We'll get him on, and you guys can just nerd out about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Soccer and Garrett Cole. Harry Kane, Garrett Cole. Yes. Grammys Grinders of the Week. So, um, that's our time. We're uh, running a little longer than usual, but it was a good time. We had some good conversations. So, as always, follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. Uh, Make sure you like, follow, comment, subscribe, comment, subscribe, comment. (laughs) Just do it a lot. Uh, Make sure you listen, tell your friends. Um, let us know what you think. Give me one win. I'm not even, I'm, I'm serious now. I need one win. One. You don't have to. You I don't need, have to give them a win. I need one win in these, in these votes, in these polls, in these drafts. <laughs> I need something. I don't know. I need something. Yeah. But as always, I'm Anthony and that's Chris. This has been Sports and Spaghetti. Take care of your loved ones. Send Ant and Chris to Italy. Yes. Or Little Italy. Just somewhere. And as always, stay full.